Hi guys, welcome to GWU Unreeled, Gardner-Webb's source for all things movies. I'm Christian Jessup, I'm a junior music composition major here, and I just love films, specifically film music. That's my specialty, and it's what I want to go into after I graduate. Some of my favorite directors are Christopher Nolan and Ron Howard. I just think their movies are great, and they really make me think a long time after I leave. Um, hello, everyone. My name is uh, Zane Gray. Um, I am an English major here at Garner-Webb University. Uh, like Christian, I am a massive, massive film fan. Uh, I do love Christian Nolan and Ron Howard, but one of my favorite filmmakers is a Steven Spielberg because of his masterful craftsmanship of storytelling. Um, I want to go into the profession of, say, film reviewing because that is what I'm most notably known for because I love and love talking about collecting different thoughts and processes of, our, other, of other people's thoughts of movies. All right, so Zane, let's talk a little bit about the box office numbers. We had a four-day weekend we with did, President's We did, we did. So uh, at number five... We had uh, the new comedy Fist Fight, starring Charlie Day and Ice Cube, uh, made twelve point two million. And if you're including the four day weekend, it's uh, fourteen point five million. I don't know how big the budget was for this movie, so you know maybe they'll be fine. I haven't checked the budget, so whatever that means. Uh, and at the number four spot was my favorite film of this year so far is John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, the three day total was sixteen point one million, but the four day total was nineteen point one million. Um, it's making a lot more money than the first one. Um, it might make a lot. We'll see. There's going to be more. So this, please see it. And that way we'll get a fourth John Wick. Uh, coming at number three was the Matt Damon monster movie now called the great wall. Uh, very, very low opening. Even with the four day was at three day was 18.4 million. Um, and the four day total was 21.6. Now I don't know how you, it's doing very well in China. But who knows how well, how much better it'll do in China? But it it won't it won't have many legs. Right, I it don't see it, it lasting it won't, too long. It won't stay very long. At least I don't think so. And uh, while number two, um, I don't want to be talking about this movie because I refuse to see it. But Fifty Shades Darker at three day total was twenty point was twenty point three million. Now, if you look at the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie making 85 million opening weekend it had a massive drop its next right. weekend at 72 percent um now granted 50 percent from last weekend when 50 shades darker open is a big drop but 20.3 you know I, I i guess women there's an audience i i can't really comprehend more on that well and they definitely have the smart marketing releasing it around Valentine's they do Day. and you know yeah. i the trailer for this look if i were just to talk about the 50 shades darker trailer it's a fine trailer. Yeah. It it if I didn't know any if I would just look at this as a trailer, it's fine. Um, but make no mistake, I will not see that movie. But um and then no surprise, uh, at number one was the Lego Batman movie coming in at thirty three point million thirty three million dollars, dropping like thirty seven percent, but with the four day total, forty two point five, that's like maybe even lower. Um, I'm glad to see this movie doing very well because we can get into this in just a second. Because yeah. I know Christian has something really interesting to say about that movie. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. Let's get um, into it. The Lego Batman movie is the newest Batman movie that came out. And I personally was adored. I, I adore this movie immensely. I think it worked great as a Batman movie. I think it worked great as a kid's movie. And if you're just a fan of Batman, if you're someone like me who's known the lore of Batman for... Well, I haven't been alive for 70 plus years. <laughs> but if, some, if someone who essentially grew up with the character... 
it was a great fan service, but it almost worked. I would go as far and say is that it was almost as it was just as good as the Lego Movie. It had a lot of energy. It was fast paced. It was it worked well. And I, Christians, you're nodding your no, head. I don't, no, I don't no, like no. that. <laughs> Please, I want to hear your thoughts on the Lego Batman movie. Okay, well, don't get me wrong. I still thought it was a, a good movie. It, it was very funny. It definitely yeah. did a lot of fan service. I grew up watching the 1960s Adam West Batman. But and you, okay, all right. So there was a lot of like throwbacks to that. There, were, right. I think I watched the reruns on like TV Land or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I definitely appreciated that aspect of it. But um, I think the hardest part for me was comparing it to the Lego movie, and I thought it fell like completely short of all the places that made me love the Lego movie. Um, I loved the humor mm-hmm. of the Lego movie. I thought that it was very clever humor that could appeal to all audiences. Mm-hmm. I also thought that like the messages in the Lego movie, some mm-hmm. of the themes that they covered were really deep. Um, yeah. that you could analyze it on several different levels. And I felt like that was the biggest thing that was lacking from this Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the plot was very thin. I thought the messages were, th- they were fine messages, yeah. like, you know, family and like, you know, depending on others. But I felt like a lot of the things that made me love the Lego movie mm-hmm. uh, just were kind of missing. And this this one felt more just like a fun family feature that yeah. I might watch once but not watch again. You, you know, you bring up, that's, that, I, I can totally respect that, but you know what's funny? I walked into Lego movie or Batman movie not expect, you know, I had the apprehensions of, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but uh, I didn't like Finding Dory. Um, I love Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. but find, Dory essentially was not my favorite part of Finding Nemo. Um, Lego In the Lego movie, Batman was a huge standout. You know, it's like the minions in Despicable yeah, Me. Yeah, anytime you have that side character that's so popular, they're gonna try. They're gonna make a profit. Listen, and minions was, minions was a huge profit. It mm-hmm. made like I don't know over a billion dollars. Well, I'm not surprised. Right. I didn't like that movie either. See, I had the same problems with that one too. You did. Okay. Well, you're gonna put that. You're gonna put the Lego Batman movie along the same lines as, as minions. Minions and Finding Dory. At least and all Batman those. can talk. <laughs> True. But uh, and at least Batman isn't like Dory, where every five minutes. She forgets something, and I get it. I know that's that's one of the behaviors or the attributes of the character, but come on, man! Like that got I for, for in, in the case of that movie, I got so so like, all right, I get it. She has she has a memory problem, whatever. Right. But you know, and the one thing that I liked about the Lego Batman movie more so was I think Will Arnett really has a defined voice for Batman. You know, I love Kevin Conroy in terms mm-hmm. of like the animated series and even some of the Batman games that he's come in. Um, his voice is his own, and I really like that. It was a spoof of. I like the spoofness of right. Batman. Uh, but going back to like Warner Brothers, I was into that movie from like the opening credits. If you're not, I'm like I don't, I can't, I, I just don't know what's wrong. Also, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. That was like I wouldn't say that was my biggest apprehensions, but you know, did, was he a Mark Hamill? No. Was he a Heath Ledger? No. And maybe you know, if, treading on some thin ice, was he a Jared Leto? No, they all played, you know, those are just examples of people who played the Joker differently, you know. One, but you this could, was a different iteration, this is a, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can go to the same Batmans mm-hmm. from last time. Um, my dad saw this movie, and this he would go as far and say that this is his favorite Batman movie since The Dark Knight. And he liked Batman vs. Superman, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but, um, you know, this was a great spoof of him. And I think we haven't gotten a really good spoof movie in a very long time, so... Um, and I did appreciate the spoof aspects. They, yeah. They had some yeah, really yeah. nice uh, throw-ins to 
all the other iterations of Batman, and it was kind yeah. of neat to see them play. And you off of you that. talk about the bat, like the nineteen sixties Batman. Yeah. That was great. The, the whole sound music mm-hmm. it just reminded me, like wow, I remember because I was I'm like you. I watched the sixties Batman, the, even the nineteen sixty six Batman movie. Yeah. as a kid, I love I love <laughs> Adam West. Glory. It was it was it was goofy, it was silly. Yeah, and I think Lego Movie. And you know what's funny though is that we've gotten two very critical, successful Lego movies so far. It reminds you like what Pixar did. We had two kind of their styles. I feel like we could get like a Lego verse movie because I know we got the Lego Ninjago Ninjago's movie coming, coming up, and coming I think there's up. a Lego movie too, like a mm-hmm. sequel coming up. You know, it's, we won't have the same um, uh, Miller and Lore, the person mm-hmm. who did the right. first movie, and that you know, and we'll see who they get. I mean, if you can get Adam McKay or Chris McKay, who who just did Lego movie, who did the Batman Lego movie. Batman movie, yeah. Um, that's exciting. So I mean, uh, we'll see how that goes. But no, yeah, it's doing very well at the box office. Um, we can uh, get into our box office predictions. Yes. Where do you want to go first, or me go first? You go first. You go first. All right. So I'm not going to go with numbers, but I, I have a. I'm torn between number one and number two. <laughs> uh, number five, I think, is John Wick two. Okay. Uh, and while I think The Great Wall will have a pretty steady drop, I think it's going to be at number four. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker, I think, will be at number three. And this is where I get really tough because you essentially have a new horror movie coming out this weekend called Get Out, which I'm really excited for. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Lego Batman at number two. And I'm going to go with Get Out at number one. But I will not be surprised if Lego Batman's at number one. I definitely see it close. And I don't see this being a high box office number weekend. I don't think anyone's going to No, yeah. Gonna I think you're going to see something like in the 20s yeah, I think, 30s. I think like. the high 20s or low 30s yeah. is going to win this week. But I also had Get Out as my number one. Yeah, okay. And Lego Batman is two. Three through five, I think you could kind of mix up. You it's can hard, mix up. It's hard to tell with Fifty Shades Darker now that we're kind of leaving Valentine's Day weekend. Valentine's, because, you know, next, you know, talk about next week, you know, next week, and you or, 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 Things, something like Logan's coming out. Yeah. Um, and then only after that, you're stacked with like Kong Skull Island and Beauty and the Beast. So, you know, oh, yeah. right now, I feel like this weekend will be the last time it'll be a low weekend because once you get into March, you're going to see a lot. You're going to see the Marching numbers. On, you're going to see it take March. Off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see going into the next couple of weeks. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. All right. So, this Sunday is a pretty big day, and obviously it's Oscar weekend, and so I thought we could talk a little bit about our favorites for Oscar Can I just say that the Oscars, the Academy Awards, is my favorite time of the year? Oh yeah, easily. And you know, I don't want to get controversial or political, but it's great. I don't care. Oh yeah. But uh, just seeing movies that I... It's great. I love it. And I love all the promos for your consideration stuff, all the The stuff they put out. The only issue I have with the Oscars is that there's a lot of lot of performances. Right. I don't like that. I mean, the Grammys, it makes sense, but anywho. All right. So, La La Land, obviously, tied. 14 nominations. Yeah, 14 nominations, most since Titanic. So, I think All About Eve, too. And All About Eve yeah. had it, but it's been a while since we've seen a film this nominated. Yeah. So, um, that's obviously a big a big front runner yeah. in this. No, yeah, absolutely. I, honestly, I think... I think we can get we can get into our picks in just a second, but I think it's gonna get like eight to ten win, which I is not bad. It's not gonna win no. all fourteen. I mean, no. I don't think a movie ever has one. I think maybe Return of the King did. It might have. I think, I'm it, not won, sure. I think it won eleven. It won a ton. I'm trying to remember if it won all of them, but um. Anywho, right. do you want to go over the nominations first, and that can we can go into our picks for that? Yeah, you let's let's start with the big one, best picture. Best picture? Okay. Um so the nominations are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, 
Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. I have only seen... I've seen all of them except one, uh, and that's Lion. Uh, I've not seen it's Lion got either. Dev Patel and Nicole Kidman. I know they got. I know she got nominated for Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress. Um, okay, look, I think it's torn between La La Land and Moonlight. Um, but if you were to ask me to give the Oscar to the Best Picture, for me personally, it was Hacksaw Ridge because that that was my favorite movie of last year. Hacksaw Ridge was a great film. Hacksaw and, I, and you know it has nothing to tell take Mel Gibson's controversy aside. That dude can tell a story oh, yeah. from Braveheart to Passion of the Christ to even Apocalypto mm-hmm. and he had that 10-year gap from Apocalypto to now. Um I'm definitely glad to see him return to the directing chair. Yeah, and this you know, was quite that, the film to do it. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's going to be Hacksaw Ridge. I don't either. Um Arrival was great. You know what's funny though? It's a very wide variety of movies. It is. You have a sci-fi movie in The Rival. You have a war movie in Hacksaw Ridge. You, you have, have a western. A, you have a western. Yeah, a modern western. You have a musical in La La Land. You have a really a visceral visualization of a play on a screen mm-hmm. in Fences um, and Moonlight. And ma- all these movies are yeah. equally great. They're wonderful films. I haven't They're seen all very Lion. different. But uh, I would. I think La La Land's going to take it. What I've got to give it to La La Land. Uh, Moonlight's definitely the underdog, and I know that there's been sort of a backlash with La La Land where people are like, "Oh, it's not as good as people say it is." But I, like I think Megan. it has way too much momentum. But you know, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. It's it's it, when something's really popular, there's always that one person that wants to start a bandwagon, yeah. like, "Oh, let's start to hate it." You know, it's like when Rogue and you've One. You've seen that a lot. In yeah, the like you know, it's, it happens with almost every popular critical movie. There's oh. Let's hate it. Or it's like the same thing for like a movie gets not the best appreciation. But um, yeah, yeah. So I think we both agree that I think it's between La La Land and Moonlight. So. Yeah, and I, I think La La Land comes out with it in the end. Pretty much. All right, what, what category you want to go to next? Let's go to um, Best Director. Okay. This one I struggled with because I want Mel Gibson to win. I do I, I think he deserves I, it. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he I'm glad he got nominated, though, which makes my heart happy. Mm-hmm. But um, we have, you know, I'll go over the picks. We have Denny Villeneuve for Rival, Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge, Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Uh, is it Kenneth Lonergan? Yes. Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and then Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Uh, another situation where it's diverse, you know. Oh, yeah. Um I think, you know, it's like with Best Picture, I think it's going to be Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Yeah. I don't think Damien Chazelle got nominated for Whiplash for Best Director. I'm not sure if he did or not. I know Whiplash. I know it, I, it got a lot it of It got a Best Picture nomination. I think J.K. Simmons won the Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actor for that, deservedly so. But um, it's a good, it's a, you know, but at the same time, like I think it's a big toss-up. Because I, I could see it going to um, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester. Mm-hmm. I Barry Jenkins, what he did with Moonlight. Um but you know, you know, the Academy does have a little bit of biasy to you know right. Hollywood because that's where it pretty much is. But I would give it to Damien. How would you feel? I, I, I definitely think Chazelle. It's his race to lose in this. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, Exciting. He's he's going to be a great director. Yeah, and he's you know the, he and Ryan Gosling are teaming up for a um, Neil Armstrong biopic. So oh, I didn't. Know it's that. not going to be a uh, musical per se, but you know they've already had two. He's had two successful movies in a row. Um, I'm excited to see. Yeah, absolutely. Where he goes with this. All right. Where you want to go to next? Let's go somewhere at a, in the acting categories. And as a gentleman, let's go with Best Actress. Okay. Best Actress. We've got Isabel Hubert. For Elle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Elle. Uh, Ruth Nega for Loving. 
Natalie Portman in Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins and I, every other film she's I had. You know what? That's what I was literally just about to say. I should have started off because I wanted to say something. Meryl Streep, you are a you're the Streep. That woman gets nominated for looking in the mirror, and I've seen Florence <laughs> Foster Jenkins. It's it's not a bad movie, and she's a great actress. Would I she's put her in the category so for best act? No. no. Um, it's. I just think it's like I don't know. She comes up with any movie, she's gonna get nominated. I think she got mm-hmm. she got nominated for like August Osage County, which I didn't like that movie all that much. But um, I, you know, I've seen Loving, I've seen Jackie, I've seen La La Land. I haven't seen Elle. I've not seen Elle. Um, but... Jackie, what I thought was a good movie. Natalie Portman's great in it. Um, I think that Jackie not being quite the best movie really brought down Portman's performance. That could have I been, think, just the subject matter of that movie, like, that's that's right. It reminded me when I, like, the trailer, like, that. this is like JFK all mm-hmm. over again, you know, with Oliver Stone's JFK. Oh, yeah, it had all the potential yeah. to be a great movie, and it kind of fell flat, and Portman was amazing in it. Absolutely. But I think that the rest of the film kind of brought her down, and I, so I think that leaves you know, her but behind I, the race. I think, this is like with La La Land, I think Emma Stone is... I think Emma Stone's going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she, she got nominated for Birdman a couple years ago, which is a good thing because she was great in that. But no, this is her time to shine for La La Land. So, Definitely. Um, so that's what I think. I guess we are on, we're on the same page for that. Um, so best actor category? Best actor. Let's do All it. All right. We have Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington in Fences. Now, have you seen Cap- Captain Fantastic? I've not seen Captain it's Fantastic. It's a very, very, very good movie. It's okay. very small. It's, I wouldn't put it in Best Picture necessarily, but uh, Viggo Mortensen is great, and this is this mm-hmm. guy from uh, Aragorn. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um, Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know what? This is going to be the first time where I'll say it's not going to be a La La Land win. No. It's going to be, I think, a Casey Affleck from Manchester by the oh, Sea. Yeah. He's um, winning it everywhere. He's winning the Golden Globes. I don't know if the critics or whatnot. I, I, he probably has at this point. But uh, I'm biased because I would, I would give it to Andrew Garfield for Hexall Ridge because ever, since, ever since The Social Network, I have been saying watch out for this guy because this guy is no joke. I'm a big fan, and he did great in Silence. He did great. Which is another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was See, I got a chance to see that in January mm-hmm. when they were expanding it, and as long as that movie was, I was never bored. Um, I think... I don't know if I like Hacksaw Ridge or Silence better. They're two totally different movies. Oh, yeah, but, you almost can't compare. But they both have religious aspects to them, and they're both playing... Andrew Garfield is essentially playing religious mm-hmm. figures. Um, I don't know if he was... I think I think they were both... I know Dawes, yeah. Desmond Doss was, but in Silence, I'd have to research that. But no, yeah, I'm going with Casey Affleck on Manchester. I, I'm going with Affleck, too. Let me say, though, this is my one rant of the day. Rant Ryan of the day. Gosling should totally be more in the forefront for this than he is, just because yeah. of, like how in-depth he went to be his character. This guy learned to play piano, and if you've watched La La Land, he's playing some ridiculous Just that one scene with the keyboard. Yeah, just that one scene with him sitting at the piano. All of that was not pre-recorded. He played it all live. He learned to play piano. He danced. He sang. He did everything in this film. And just, like, for the pure method acting that he kind of immersed himself in the role, I think he should be more at the forefront. Well, one of my favorite movies last year was The Nice Guys, Mm -hmm. and he was in that, him Mm -hmm. and Russell Crowe, and I would listen... All you people who didn't see that movie, go see it. It's wonderful. Him and Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe have the best chemistry probably ever. Um, but yeah, he's I've been Ryan Gosling's great. That dude could be like a, like a young George Clooney, mm-hmm. and he shared a movie with George Clooney yeah. in Eyes of March. So, but um, yeah, Casey Affleck, he did a great job, and I definitely think he's got this in the bag. Yeah. So now, what um, you pick the next category? Um, let's go back to actress. We'll do actress in a supporting role. Okay. Real quick. Cool. Um, 
And this one, you've got Viola Davis for Fences, mm-hmm. Naomi Harris in Moonlight, Nicole Kidman in Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. This um, is a toss-up. Because honestly, I am torn between two of the choices. I'm torn between Naomi Harris and Moonlight and Viola Davis and Fences. I wasn't too torn. And once again, we haven't seen Lion, so I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Nicole true. Kidman. I'm sure we Nicole Kidman's really, great. Nicole Kidman's really Kim <laughs> great. But if I was, I think it's going to be between Viola Davis and Naomi Harris. Same. But, uh, glad to see Octavia Spencer in there. Yeah. Because um, I have seen Hidden Figures. I got a chance to see it. It's a very, very good movie. You haven't seen it. But uh, yeah, you know, Naomi Harris, though, her scene, there's one scene in that movie where it's just physically haunting to me that I would just give it to her there. But also for Viola Davis, there's that one scene where she's, her and Denzel Washington are having an argument. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it's, I think it's in the trailer. She's got like snot coming down her nose. It's so intense and so compatible. And it's so real. You, you just feel like it's just this raw yeah. emotion. And I love, looks minus like Suicide Squad, whatever you say about Viola Davis, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would give it to either one of them. I would like a coin toss, but I don't know how you feel about the best. I definitely felt like Davis had the edge in this one. Yeah. And I think that she's had the edge in several of the other Pretty awards much, shows, yeah. too. So I think that in itself, I, I loved both of them, but I think when I looked at the other awards shows, I was like, well, she seems to definitely yeah. have the edge on, on this category. Yeah. So now I don't have, that's I, I have like visual effects. Okay. If you want to go over that. Sure. Um, so we have Deepwater Horizon, Star Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Kubo and the Two Strings, The Jungle Book, and Doctor Strange. This, I would give it to Jungle Book. Jungle Book all the way. I mean, look, I the Rogue One. I mean, I'll give you a round of applause for. I, what I'm you glad did, something like Kubo got in there, mm-hmm. but if Jungle Book, I think stopped the notion of like, oh, too much CG can ruin a movie. Like, no, no. no if it's used right, utilized right. Yeah, if you haven't looked up some of these videos, like behind the scenes features, go look up some Jungle Book videos and just see nothing but a green screen and this little kid playing Mowgli. Yeah, because they shot the whole movie in a studio, which blows my, it just blows my head, yeah. my mind. But uh, yeah, I would, yeah, I would, I would give it to Jungle Book in a oh, heartbeat. Yeah. Without a doubt. So that's the only thing I have in my list. If you want to go over like the best supporting actor or the um, animated um, feature. But yeah, let's go over animated feature real quick. So best animated feature film, the nominees are Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life is a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. You know, I have a problem with the animated feature category because to me it's a cop-out. We've had ins- we've had three examples of animated movies nominated for Best Picture. Beauty and the Beast was the first one back in 1991. Up was nominated. Up was nominated in mm-hmm. Toy Story 3. Okay. To me, they're only going to nominate like two, three movies that people are going to know. And in this case, it's Zootopia, Moana, maybe Kubo. But yeah. Kubo didn't do very well. So I'm thinking like, have you even seen that movie? Stop motion is like, it deserves a lot more credit. It does. Um, especially for Kubo because especially the action scenes in that movie. Just, and that's just, why it got the visual effects nomination. Yeah. Is and to say, action, to to say action looks good in an animated movie is not weird because if it looks because look i like the action like lego batman movie yeah. but uh if it's good and also like the two other movies like the red turtle my, i've seen i think it was my life no i've seen the red turtle the only people who really watch the oscars hopefully are like ones who actually know a good bit right and i think um with those two examples like see you, you haven't even heard yeah, of them i've not heard of either of those two see that's my issue though mm-hmm. is that you know nominate you know if it's good enough if it's got great characters, if it's got a great story, if it's got great direction, then to we it, should all know about nominate it. Nominate it for best picture. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but if I were to listen, I think it's been. I think if the fr- the three front runners are thinkers of Tobia, Moana, and uh, Kubo, I think Moana is going to take it. Really? Because I would give it to either Zootopia or Kubo, because um, I think 
Moana, while I enjoyed that movie immensely, there's nothing fresh about it. There's nothing really on its mind. We've seen movies like this before where, like, two characters don't like each other and they have to, you know, reconcile their differences. Mm -hmm. Listen, I love The Rock. Um, I think the music behind that movie is great. And I think think you're going to see that movie even, or La La Land win best original score or song. But... Zootopia, there's just something fresh about it. It's just like so many political like satires and the social structure of that movie, you know, about sexism, about racism, mm-hmm. about stuff that basically we couldn't relate to, but making kid friendly. So, but Kubo honestly was probably the most adult ad- right. compared to Moana. So, um, probably the best Zelda movie we've ever gotten. So, and everything that I was saying that I loved about the original Lego movie, mm-hmm. I loved about Zootopia. Yeah. I thought the humor, you could be any age and laugh your head yeah. off at that. And the theme, so much social commentary, yeah, absolutely. satire. Absolutely. And I left that movie and thought about it for days, but just all the different themes that they were able to fit into this kid's movie. Because I've watched Zootopia more now. So mm-hmm. I've seen Moana like two or three times. I've seen Zootopia like five times. Oh, I've watched Zootopia a ton. It's been on Netflix. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. well, I have it on Blu-ray, so I can yeah. virtually watch that pretty much. And yeah, the fact that it's on Netflix makes it even better. But yeah, I've... I've I've just grown to that movie a lot more than uh, the others, but I will. Kubo's great, so so I definitely think I would give it to Zootopia. Yeah, if I had to choose, I would give it to Zootopia, but I think Moana is going to take it. And then the other categories, we probably we we don't have time to talk yeah. about, or else we could go on about everything. Um, if all else fails, choose La La Land. That, that, that'll probably I take think, a lot of the technical uh, awards. I'm trying off. to think quickly. Go supporting actor real quick. Supporting actor. We've got Mahershala Ali from mm. Moonlight, which I think is going to get he's, it. I think he's going to take it. And he's not in the movie that long, but just his role, mm-hmm. just to, just as a mentor to this little kid in the beginning, just got me. And I think, yeah. He, I know Jeff, I know, I think Jeff Bridges Jeff also Bridges got Jeff Bridges for Hell He was great in he, it. Did, he did great. Um, I think Manchester by the Sea got something. Yeah, Lucas Hedges Lucas for Hedges. Manchester, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Oh, my God. That was good. Yeah. The The movie's fine, but I – oh, man. I'm talking between Mahershala – I can't even pronounce the guy's name. Mahershala. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight and then uh, Michael Shannon. Because Michael Shannon's a great – He is, but I think Mahershala's got this one. Yeah, Especially because – I don't think I think because La La Land's gonna I think La La Land's gonna get a ton of the big awards. Yeah, I and think so, so I think too. that'll kind of make Moonlight lose out. Mm-hmm. That's the bad thing about Oscar season, especially this is a really strong year for movies. I think. Yeah, I, you know what? This might be one of my favorites in the year. It's very subjective. It's very diverse, mm-hmm. and that's the beautiful thing about I mean, the Academy Awards is that everything you, you find something that you may find something better than another movie, and that's the beautiful thing oh, about yeah. it. So we can I mean, we can debate it and what whatnot, but not to mention it, films like Arrival. Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, those probably might not even win any awards. I never heard of Hidden... Like, I never heard of this whole Hidden Figures thing until I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this looks interesting. We, people need to see stuff like this. And Arrival... Arrival's definitely in I'm, my top listen, three Denny, of 2016. It's probably in my top... John, My roommate, John Mark, loved that movie, mm-hmm. too. John And Denny Villeneuve, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. That dude is great. killing it with Prisoners and Sicario. So, yeah, that dude's on a roll. Like like Christopher Nolan, he could be like you know a Chris like another Christopher Nolan. I can see that. I like really every year, or so he puts done. out yeah. But yeah, there's some great movies this year. It was a really strong year for movies. Yeah. Last year I thought was kind of a weaker year. There were some good films. But it was it was I think last year was a lot more um, like you knew like I think we all I I I actually thought that DiCaprio was actually going to win this year. Uh, maybe I think I would have given it like say Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, right. but. Um, 
you know, like a bunch. Yeah, it was a lot more easier, I think. But this year, you know, it's very diverse, more so than probably what I can recall. So Yeah, it's um, very diverse. And there are several uh, categories that I think you could kind of see. You could make a case for several different people. And they all have a chance. Films. I mean, don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. Like, you're nominated. You have a shot, you know, just depending on how many the percentage of that is. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes next right. Sunday. So, yeah, next week, tune in. We'll have reactions to all of the different categories we'll talk about the box office numbers and talk about some more upcoming films so thanks for listening this is gwu unreeled